Good morning and welcome to the Masculine Minute. I am one of your hosts, Matthew Denise Haggerty. Joining me today is the always dangerous, always beautiful, always amazing Ultimate Warrior Joshua Gillow. Joshua, good morning, my brother. Good morning, I Ace. How you doing today? Uh, doing well. Doing well. If uh, you can't tell, I'm still at the hotel. I have not left yet. I think I, I see am. That. Uh, going to be keeping permanent residence here. No, <laughs> I'm going to be getting out of here soon yes. and joining you later this morning for our mission mindset adventure event. That's yes, our super day yep. in the Poconos in Eastern Pennsylvania, where we are going to hike the Appalachian Trail through the entire night from dusk till dawn. And I am so excited to share this adventure with you and this, uh, this event that we're holding actually kind of ties into today's subject about being a dangerous man. And I guess the question for you that I want to ask, even though this isn't one of our questions in the, in the deck is to you, what is a dangerous man? That's a great question, Ace. And, you know, it's only something that I've recently became aware of, you know, this whole idea of being a dangerous man. I thought when you say dangerous man, you've got to be like some Navy SEAL that can come in on a covert mission and take somebody out like some, some, uh, I don't know, a high level operative or whatever, like, you know, you're some target you're after, like that's, you have to be in that kind of a, a world, or you have to be uh, either that or it's the opposite of that where you get into someone who has what they call toxic masculinity, right? It's someone who is just overbearing and, and thinks that everyone should listen to them and trying to control everybody and by brute force making people do stuff. That's a dangerous man or somebody running around with a gun think they're dangerous men. Like that's the kind of thing that, that uh, the image that Hollywood creates for us. But uh, that's not what I believe is dangerous man. I believe a dangerous man is a man who understands himself, a man who has values and virtues and lives by those values right and lives no matter what he is the eye of the storm right he is the one that when everything else is burning down around him he's the guy that can stand there and keep balance and look through and be objective and move his family his friends his tribe through that storm that's a dangerous man to me and that is the ultimate goal of the ultimate warrior is to be as dangerous as possible. Some people have skill sets in martial arts and fighting and all those kinds of things, which are awesome. There's nothing wrong with that. But can you take those those skills and be balanced and be whole and present when all the shit's blowing apart or just on any other day? Can you be there for your family fully present? That's a dangerous father. That's a dangerous husband. Are you there listening to your wife when she needs to be supported when she needs to be understood and seen and protected are you there for her or are you there for you a dangerous man is there for her and the family and takes the time away from his business away from his life to focus on what's most important right that's a dangerous man in my book i agree with you when i first heard this concept myself of being a dangerous man i had a complete misconception just like you did when i first heard a dangerous man i envisioned somebody who's breaking in to somebody's house, someone who's breaking in with a knife or a gun to rob somebody, to rape or kill somebody. And to me, the word dangerous was like a no-no word. I'm like, oh, I don't want to be a dangerous man. It's yeah. toxic masculinity and this and that. And come to find out, 
we as men need, it is our destiny to strive to be as dangerous as possible. And when I say that, I mean dangerous as in we are capable men. It doesn't matter what you do. You could, yes, be dangerous with a weapon, like in a martial arts, like a sword, or you could be dangerous with a gun. You could be dangerous as a fighter, boxer, what have you. But you know what? You could also be dangerous at your vocation. You could be a doctor. You could be a dangerous doctor, and you are so good at what you do, taking care of people, healing people. You could be a dangerous teacher, and you are so amazing at connecting to the your students, to the other faculty, to being a leader within that school, that is a dangerous man. And on top of being very competent or completely competent at what you do, I also feel like being a dangerous man means that you have the ability to use that skill, but you hold it back when you need to. So for instance, you and I did a training about a year ago where we trained with one of the best martial arts military trainers in the country. And yes. we spent an, an immersion weekend in northern Texas where we shot about a thousand rounds each in 24 hours. Now, I'm born and raised California. I had this BS story of being scared of guns and guns kill people. And if you have a gun at home, you're more likely to get killed. And you know what, there is a little bit of truth to that. But that's if you're incompetent on how to use a weapon properly. Because a weapon brings power. But as we know from Spider Man, with great power, there must also come great responsibility. So in a matter of 24 hours, not only did I go from a state of being scared of a weapon, of a gun to being completely comfortable, competent with it, knowing how to use it properly, how to shoot, how to fix a jam if there's any sort of issue, and also how to properly address the weapon and be responsible with that weapon. And at the end of the weekend, since it was a full immersion and we went all out, sure I became a dangerous man when it comes to handling a firearm and when I would need or have to use it, which hopefully will never happen. Chances are it never will. But if it does, I want to be dangerous because not only if a home invite invader comes in, I want to take that person out, but I also want my family to be safe. I don't want them to be shot because of my incompetence. So being dangerous also means you have the capability but you hold it back and only draw your weapon when you need to. And that's also a part of being a responsible, powerful, dangerous man. 100% dude. And to play off of that, you know, I remember going into that event with you and, you know, I, I, I grew up with guns, you know, my, my whole life, we grew up with hunting rifles and all, not a lot of handguns, but mostly hunting rifles. And we would be shooting them almost every weekend. We'd go out hunting, like all that. So we just grew up around that. But every one of those guns had a safety on it. 
right? So I was used to having, okay, when I'm done using it, I put the safety on and now there's no way that uh, you can get hurt. Not no way, but you know, there's a 99.9% chance nothing will happen. So you could, there's almost like a way of kind of letting the responsibility back to the gun as opposed to you being uh, purposeful with it and being competent with it, right? So when we went to Texas and did this event, I remember looking at the instructor and I'm like, there's no safety on this gun. Where's the safety? He's like, you are the safety. Yep. I'll never forget that line when he said that. I'm like, holy crap. Like you were 100% responsible for that gun. There is no, you know, take a day off. Like <laughs> that gun is loaded. Every single one of those bullets has your family's reputation on it. So, and yours as well. So be very, very conscious of what you're doing. And I was like, oh boy. Okay. So that's, that's a shift, right? So to your point through that weekend, shooting over a thousand rounds and going from physical combat into uh, having to calm yourself, grab a firearm and move through a range and be accurate and then dealing with jams and dealing with other things coming up. It really works. You know, it, it really works certain parts of your mind. Like you have to be able to go from a hyper, uh, you know, excited state to a very calm focused state. And that's something that I struggled with and really overcame during that weekend or became much more mindful too. So that's the dangerous side of dangerous man. So whether it's physical like that was, or whether it's that you're dealing with tons of stress and your, your day, do you come home and just blow up on your wife or your kids? Like, no, no, no. A dangerous man knows where he's at. And it's something that it's a muscle. I'm not perfect at it yet. We're all working in this direction. But it's about a matter of being aware and being knowing that you have the capacity to become that. And when everything is melting down around you to just stop, understand what it truly is and not making it worse than it truly is. And then addressing it intentfully. That's the bigger piece of being the the dangerous man. That's that's how I see it at least. Yeah. Yeah. Being purposeful. I like your word intent. I like to use the word purposeful. Yeah. Being purposeful with whatever you do. So for those listening, you might be asking yourself the question, well, I don't know if I'm dangerous in an aspect of my life. I don't know where I am dangerous. And my suggestion to you is kind of to take some sort of self inventory. If you don't feel like you're dangerous in something today, there's some point in your life that you were dangerous at something at some point. And that's not a bad thing. If you can't think of anything right now, give yourself some grace. And it's the process of becoming dangerous is not that difficult. It takes a lot of hard work, but essentially it's, it's like you and I talk about Joshua getting the reps in. Yep. There's something called adaptability quotient, and I'm not going to get into it. However, what it says is whenever you start something, you are starting something. Have you ever started something new, Joshua, where you were unconsciously competent because you don't know what you don't know? Like, oh, yeah, all the time. You know, like, I, I, I can like get this. Thing. No problem. Yeah. Go, go to the county fair and be like, oh, I, I can smash this uh, thing for the thing to go up. Yeah. I'm, so descriptive right now or um, throw, throw <laughs> the, the big hammer for the dingy things so the girls smile at you to hit the balloons or something yeah. to to win the teddy bear like when you step up to that game what are you thinking oh this game is no problem like yeah. i am unconsciously competent so you're you're usually overconfident when you start something once yep. you start something then you start to realize you throw that dart it hits the balloon but it doesn't pop it mm. and now you're becoming consciously incompetent now you're aware of where you're actually at yeah and so you work through that 
And so that can hurt too, by the way, <laughs> that's one of the worst steps. Cause you're like, it was so easy in my mind before now I did it and I'm not that good at it. So boy, now I got to figure this out. Yeah. And, and that's how the progression of things go. You're unconsciously competent. Then you're consciously incompetent. But as you work at it, now you become consciously competent, yeah. which means you're, you're learning, you're getting better. You're conscious of your competence. And the crazy thing is once you do that, it doesn't end yeah. because what you can be doing over and over and over again that you're getting really good at it could seem kind of mundane and boring at that point right like you've mm -hmm. done something so many times let's say it's it's your job and now you're you're kind of bored because you you think you've made it however that boredom that mundaneness whether it's going to the gym going on runs what have you that means you're almost there because the ultimate skill of mastery is becoming unconsciously competent. How many of us out there, raise of hands, can walk, get up and start walking unconsciously, confidently? I think all of us can, right? But at one point, we couldn't walk like that. Or even driving no, a car. A couple years yeah. ago. I'm, I was yeah. a slow learner, a slow walker. <laughs> slow but, walker. That, that's the thing is once you become unconsciously competent, that's when you're truly dangerous. Yeah. And that's the litmus test for that. And once you get there, your life is going to be forever changed. And everybody has the ability to do that. Everybody has the skills to do that at whatever their mission draws them to, whatever their God-given purpose is, they can reach that level of being dangerous. And I've had it in my life. I know you've had it in your life yep. and everybody listening out there. It is possible for you to have it too. It's a lot easier than you think, but it takes a lot of hard work, a lot of grinding, putting yourself in that uncomfortable position. But once you start even doing that, learning that muscle of how to become dangerous at one thing, oh, you can become dangerous at whatever you set your mind to. It's so incredible. Absolutely, dude. This, this, you, your, uh, your story there reminds me so much of a Bruce Bruce Lee saying. You know, he says, you know, I fear not the man who. And I'm going to butcher this, but here's the idea, right? So, I fear not the man who has uh, done one uh, ten thousand different kicks one time. I fear the man who has done one kick ten thousand times, right? Because you mastered, and once you've done, you're unconsciously competent, and you it just happens, right? That's what it is. It's doing those reps. So oftentimes we, we lose focus, momentum, discipline throughout that process. And I've been guilty of that many times with chasing shiny objects and things like that. I'm not going to sit here and say I haven't, right? But the things that seems to come most easy to people are the things that they've spent the most time on, right? It's some people are, they, they say, oh, you're born with that ability or you're born, you can play chess like that, or you can do this or you do that. Yeah, but it still takes 10,000 hours of work to get there, right? You just didn't see all the dark work that was done behind the scenes where nobody was acknowledging them and nobody was patting them on the head. They were just doing it in the darkness. And then they come out in the light and people are like, oh my God, he's a, he or she's a prodigy. Oh my goodness. Like they've been playing that violin for 10 years to be an overnight success, right? Or they've been playing that guitar for how many years? Like they didn't just pick it up yesterday. And then all of a sudden start strumming on it and they're they're standing on front of a, you know, a stage with aerosmith like that's not how it works it's all the stuff you don't see which just makes them unconsciously competent and that's really what you we love to see people like that because we all aspire to be in that realm that's right 
That's right. Malcolm Gladwell has a phenomenal book called Outliers. Mm, yes. I read it. It's one of Very the good. best books. Agreed. And it talks about the 10,000 hour rule, which essentially means if you spend 10,000 hours doing something, you are going to become dangerous at it. And he talks about the Beatles and, and people like that, that are these outliers. But what people don't know is the Beatles for years played three shows a day, every single day, while other bands got maybe at the most working hard, 50, 100, 150 shows a year. Yeah. They were hitting a thousand shows a year. That's how it happens. That's how it happens. That's how you can be that eye of that storm. That's how you can have that that focus. And when you pair that kind of discipline and that 10,000 hour rule with uh, tying it into your your moral and, and virtue compass, you know, your values, and you say, no, this is the kind of man that I am. I'm a loving man. I'm a faithful man. I'm a courageous man. When you start saying those kinds of things and stick within that realm, that is being purposeful. That's being intentful. That's your filter. You run everything through. And if it doesn't fit those, if it doesn't fit the mission, if it doesn't fit the, uh, those values of virtues, if it goes against them, then at that point, you know, very clearly whether you say yes or no, you know, when it comes to opportunities, it's like, nope, sorry, doesn't fulfill the mission. Doesn't fit my value uh, chain here. So that means that it's not going to happen. Uh, or you know what, this actually makes it even better and fulfills it and makes it even more powerful than the answers. Heck yes. Let's go. That's right. That's so. right. So I appreciate us uh, and you bringing up this subject because it is so important. We need more dangerous men in this world. 100%. We need yes. more capable men. Especially now. Holy moly. Oh exactly. my God. Like the men don't even know if they are men anymore. So it's like, <laughs> we need this even more guys. Come on. We got to get together. The only way this changes is by fortifying this in our families, raising our young men up that to know that this is, you have to be the model. You can't just talk. You got to be right. You've got to go out there. You've got to get uncomfortable. You've got to do the hard things. You, that's why we do the, the mission mindset events. That's why we do the, you know, going out all night hiking on the Appalachian trail. It's not because it's fun. It's because it's tough. It's because it is, it's nerve wracking. Fears come up, anxieties come up, all of that. And then we can sit down as a tribe of brothers and we can go through and we can help each other. That's what it's all about. Life is a team sport. So we come together and we, we help each other grow through. No one's perfect. It's now it's a matter of having an environment where we can, where we can share those vulnerabilities and those honest conversations so that you can grow because we don't own that bullshit in our head. We don't own all those limiting beliefs. We don't own those fears. So many struggle with them because they never want to put light on them. Once you put light on them, they disappear just like that tiger or that lion. That's right. That's right. So oh. thank you all for listening. It is a pleasure being here with you, Ultimate Warrior. I love being able to talk to you every morning, share yeah, the knowledge, you, and empower men to be better versions of themselves. And for all you men out there, where are you dangerous in your life? Where can you become dangerous in your life? Because once you start becoming dangerous, people will notice. Your house will notice. Your children will notice. Your family and friends and community will notice. And they will start turning to you and they need somebody to help. That said, have a great day. Peace out. Ultimate Warrior out. Peace. <laughs>